Over here at the Not So Newlywed Podcast, we love to spice things up in the bedroom. So if you're like us, why not surprise your lover with an adult sex toy, video, or accessory from Adam and Eve? Listeners of the Not So Newlywed Podcast can enjoy a 50% off promo on any item available at Adam and Eve. You can use this discount on vibrators, sex toys, lingerie, lubes, lotions, condoms, videos, or some other naughty novelties found on their website. To receive the discount, visit the official cspn.us site then select the keep our podcast free link at the top of the cspn site scroll down and click through our adam and eve link at the bottom then go shopping as you're wrapping up always remember to wrap up know your status and be safe enter the promo code half off at checkout and it'll reduce any items price by up to 50 percent plus they're doing free shipping how could you beat that so again If you want to try some new things in the bedroom, you want to spice it up, you want to get just a little bit nastier, head on over to Adam and Eve and select an item or a few items and receive up to 50% off at least one of those items. Remember though, you have to click through the link at the cspn.us to help keep our podcast free with your order. So order from Adam and Eve through us today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. And I'm one of the co-hosts, Candice, and you can find me on Twitter at London and Mommy. But I would really love if you would interact with us on our Twitter account, Not So Newlywed PC. All one word, Not So Newlywed PC. And I'm joined as always by. <laughs> What's up, y'all? The, the by by by. Like you would leave me in. But no, uh, what's up? What's up, y'all? Glad to have y'all back. Um, glad to be back. Um, my name is Michael, as you all know. Um, my Twitter name, which I won't say. Um, Come on, tw- say the Twitter name. <laughs> no, nah, I don't really want y'all to talk to me on Twitter. So. I don't even be on there like that, so it's no, it's no real point. But the at name is brilliantdumb underscore e. <laughs> and if you would like to say something, then you're more than welcome to. But. Okay, Miss, I forgot. No, I, f- I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I don't be forgetting like that. You be just, alright, so I'm lying a little bit, but still. Mm-hmm. Little must be synonymous with a lot, but whatever. Mm-hmm. No judgment. It's opposite. No. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back. Um, London is here, as usual. And um, so this episode, we're going to get into our... Let's talk about sex series, and it's not quite what you think it's gonna be. Um, we're not about to sit up here and, and and tell you how to, you know, suck and fuck and things of that nature. We're gonna talk about my daughter crumpling some paper <laughs> in the background, but no, we're gonna talk about what what happens um, in in the sex life. When you're in a long-term relationship, uh, when you're married, um, 
because um, the sex can, um, it changes over time. You know, it, it, there's life after the newlywed phase and the want to jump your bones all the time phase. The sex can change. And a lot of people aren't uh, prepared for what life can do to your sex life in your marriage or relationship. Right. And by life, we mean London and <laughs> jobs and um, PE just overall, exams, yeah, just uh, overall, just overall anything. I mean, ch- stuff you got to do to like maintain like just your household. I mean, errands, um, it's, you know, it seems like you're always doing something just to, you know, continue your life in general. Um, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to sex or when it comes to um, you know, just being intimate with your partner, that can be come something that you kind of like have to make time for. So it feels like you're doing it just because you didn't have time to do it. Absolutely. Um, and so I was trying to, you know, figure out a good way to approach this without being mundane and repeating a lot of what you may hear on other uh, podcasts with similar content. And a lot of people, when they talk about sex, they want to talk about the, the, um, how dynamic it should be and, you know, how it's supposed to be, always be, you know, up, up in the clouds. And the truth of the matter is, um, there could possibly come a time where sex becomes a chore and, and, and how can you change it around if you and your partner find yourself in that space because um while we haven't gotten there like for us sex is still a whoo thank you god we finally get to have some sex you know (laughs) it you know i can uh i i understand that things may happen within the marriage or outside the marriage that can cause sex to become a chore for one party or maybe even both parties right and, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying. It kind of just gets swept in under with, like, you know, vacuuming and mopping and getting groceries. It's like things that you have to do because, you know, you need those things to live. And sex is one of those things you kind of need um, in a relationship. And it can kind of get swept right into that same category. Yeah. And a lot, people don't like to talk about what happens... Um, if you ever get to that place where sex feels like more of a chore than a enjoyment, um, because that's bad because we don't talk about the valleys that may, you know, come yeah. in, in those, in relationships. Everybody wants to focus on that. Well, if y'all, if y'all not having sex three times a week, you know, something wrong with the relationship. And it's, it's not always something's wrong with the relationship. It could be something's wrong with the person and it is not this is something wrong with how they feel about their partner it could be work is stressful right you've been sick you're somebody really close to you has been sick uh finances are bad uh in this economy it's very easy for finances to be bad with the administration that we have for everyday working people and then when you start putting like minimum, like not like when you start putting like 
this is the minimum amount of time we have to have sex on it, then that's when it also starts to feel like a chore because it's like it's not it's not happening naturally. You're not naturally going into uh, the act of sex. You're telling this. You're telling basically telling your partner, listen, this is what we're doing this week, and this is how many times we got to do it this week. I mean, it kind of sounds like a job more than more than sex to me when you put when you start putting numbers to it and how many times you got to do it and absolutely it gets it gets weird and so i found this really amazing article um mike and i both read it and it it's called when sex becomes a chore and how to change things around and it was written by maya melamed and mm-hmm. um her website is ps i love you dot xyz and i'll put the link to the article in the show runner but this article really broke down what what happens and how it can happen right and so she starts the article off by saying as lovers we want to be good for our partners and that comes with two major reasons we truly do care for them and when they enjoy themselves, we enjoy it too. When they feel pleasure, we get aroused because their pleasure is ours to some extent. And the second reason is we also want to be recognized as good lovers. Mm. And because they, because we want that recognition and we want to perform well, we feel like it'll have them love us even more because it is difficult to... Uh, walk away from somebody that you have good sex with. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Current me, but younger me stayed around for a lot of bullshit because the sex was really good. So I do believe that it can be hard to walk away from a situation when the sex is really fire. Like, you be like, eh, but, you know, <laughs> you know, to that because um sometimes going the going so hard to please your partner you might neglect uh your own pleasure or you might neglect what's causing you to not be in the mood to have sex Mm. um especially speaking for myself I'll, i'll let mike speak from the man's perspective because i do imagine just even from jokes that i do on twitter or little shit that i say that there is pressure, a lot of pressure on men to be good performers in the bedroom. Um, the same way there is for women. But for me, I feel like historically, women have been expected to be ready and available anytime a man's dick is hard. Mm. Regardless of what's going on with us, we are expected to, you know, toot it up and, and you know, have sex. No matter what. It, you know... A, a happy man, a, a fed and fucked man is, you know, a happy man and all that kind of, you know, old school, weird, If what you don't, another woman will. All that comes into play. So you end up, it does end up becoming a chore. Yeah. 
because you are forcing yourself to do something that you might not be in the mood to do for very valid reasons, but you don't want to create friction with your partner. So you like, let me just get this nigga some pussy. Come on. <laughs> That's only going to be three minutes anyway. <laughs> Two pumps and a twist. <laughs> I could look alive for that. <laughs> uh, well, no, I guess, I guess the, I don't know. I don't know if we really, um, I don't know if, I don't know if guys really feel pressured mm-hmm. uh, as far as like having to always have sex. But I do know um, if you're not in the mood to have sex or in, you, you don't you don't really want to have sex with someone at the moment. Um, women will look at you a bit funny. Um, that's that thing where they try to like question your manhood for certain stuff. Um, if you're not into them that way or if you don't want to have sex at the moment um that's that's the only thing i could think of that come into play um i don't i don't think we feel pressured to be good at sex i mean really we i don't i don't i don't i don't think niggas really care about that <laughs> in all honesty we either good or we ain't and we know if we know we not then we just you know we just trying to get in where we fit in at that point i don't, I don't think niggas really feel that pressure because we it's that thing we're like <clears throat> But I fucked though. Regardless. Well, well, yeah, I, it's, it, I guess it's a little bit of that too. Cause it's like, all right, I w- it wasn't great, but you know, we had sex. Um, and it happened. But I, I, I always, I, I feel like, and you gotta know too, you can't please everybody. No, you can't. So I mean, um, somebody might think your sex is fire eventually, like when you get. <laughs> This ain't a conversation for you. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she see a mic. She want to start talking. But, I, and, and you know, getting to the root, I, I feel like when you're not in a serious relationship, it's really easy to walk away if the sex not good. Right? It's, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really yeah. easy to go. Um, When you're married or in a long-term relationship and up until a certain point, the sex has been extremely enjoyable and then you find that one partner or both partners, you just, y'all kind of... Not like, in sync anymore. Not in sync anymore. I feel like that's a red flag to see what's going on with your partner. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a lot of that, when it, becomes, when it becomes a chore, the one thing I really didn't see in this article was that a lot of it alludes to selfishness. And unwillingness to communicate mm-hmm. because if I, you find yourself getting to the point like oh, nigga just couldn't get some pussy goddamn you've stopped communicating what's really going on that has you in that headspace all right or you know what I mean and you could I, I guess and also feeling obligated as again like not not being able to say hey I really don't feel like it right now can we you know, can we do this another time? Like, not having that open floor or that open space to communicate those feelings can also cause, like, just resentment in that area. It's like, I can't really express myself or how I feel because all you care about is fucking. Right yeah. Now. You know what I mean? It, um, so, like I said, we our, our goal is to be really transparent with this show. And not to the point of y'all like, God damn, TMI. But I can, what I say is like, 
I noticed how our sex life has evolved when we were dating, when we were newlyweds and didn't have kids yet, when London got here, when um, now she's getting a little older, she's more independent. Um, our work schedules, our, you know, tr- travel schedules to see family, like all of that has had an impact on our sex life. Mm. And not to the point where we're not having sex, but you get, a lot of times, you're just tired, right? You're, you're tired. And so the reasons that somebody somebody or somebody's might start to look at it as a chore um, is because they don't want to acknowledge that they're in a space where it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so... It's just kind of like, let me do this song, piss my partner off. But it's a lot of valid reasons when why somebody might not be as feisty in the bedroom as they once were. I know for me, after having London, postpartum really kicked my ass. Sex was not the top of my to do list. Right. Right. Because I wasn't, I wasn't where I needed to be mentally and emotionally. So. <laughs> so sex wasn't a number one priority for me. I did not feel well mentally and emotionally. So it was hard to show up and be a lioness in the bedroom while I was dealing with postpartum depression. But I, we, we, I was open about what I was going through. So Mike knew what was going on. It's hard for somebody to understand what you're going through when they don't know that you're going through something. Right. When you're presenting as if everything is okay, well, they're going to expect you to carry on like everything Everything is is okay. okay. But if I say, babe, postpartum, I'm I'm out of it. My emotions are fucked up. Then it's like, okay, well, what can we do to get you where you're healthy again? Not even just so we can have, you know, good sex that we normally have, but so that you just can just so we be... can be in a good space. Yeah, Correct. in general, yeah. And then we um, dealt with, you know, trying to get some help out here. So trying to get my mom moved out here. Mm-hmm. And with that came finding a new place to live that had the space that we needed to accommodate everybody to be comfortable and getting packed up so we could move and finding a moving company. And then that became added stress. Right. And so amidst that, again, we hit a small little patch where sex wasn't a priority, but we were on the same page. And we, it was like, we got to get our family moved and comfortable and settled in. You know, we that that is key for us. And then... You know, came you not being happy with your current job and looking for a new job. Right. And that's not to say that it's bad stress, but anybody who is anybody who has ever prepared to find new and better employment than what they currently have, you know the stress that comes with that. You know, the sending your resume to 100 people, getting called by people 
them not following through with you, them asking you to come interview, not hearing back, to hearing back, but then they want you to interview some more to, you know, background checks and this, that, and the third, and ripping and running. That is an added level of stress, not to mention having to get up and go to, to a job that you just don't like. It wears on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was... <clears throat> It was one of those things where you, um, where you just like, okay, I'm 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 here just because I I need a check right now. Yeah. So, I mean, and that that not enjoying work and just being there is I, I, it's something that a lot of people deal with, and it's also it also does put a heavy strain on you because it's like, man, I really don't feel like going to this place. Like anything I could do to not be at this place right now, I would do it. <laughs> and then you come home and you're not in the mood. No, you just and you're spent, drained. You yeah. just spent eight hours being somewhere where you don't want to be, doing some work that you don't want to do, under the supervision of some people you don't want to be supervised by. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, you communicated that with me so I understood your mood. Like, we were still having sex, but I understood those days when you came in the house and you just looked depleted, right? And I just wasn't, I wasn't trying to hop on your, hop on your dick like, give it here, give it here, give it here. I don't give a fuck what you going through, how your day was, fuck all that. Sex will make it better because despite what we have said or what people will have you to believe, right. um... Sex is not always a fix for everything going on in your life. No. It's a fix for being horny. <laughs> After you horny, the same issues that was fucking with you before is still fucking with you now. Right. So, again, it's like, yeah, I love you and I do like having sex with you, but mentally, I'm just not, I'm, I'm exhausted right now like i i'm I, my shit not together right now right. you know what i'm saying and so i like i said it feels like it's all coming back to the being open and honest factor like yeah, that's I, I, that's some, you know what we we talking about we talk about a lot of issues on here yeah uh, and we talk about a lot of things um that affect lots of people and the main two things that always come up is being open and honest and having some communication yeah. with each other. It's like that uh, just just those things can fix a lot of things and in your relationship in general. If if you have an open line of communication and you have someone who understands you or who's willing to try to understand you even if they don't understand, they're willing to try to understand. You can fix a lot of things uh, within your relationship. And if you are in, if you are in a a healthy relationship, eventually your partner will notice your disconnect to sex. They will eventually pick up on the fact that you're just doing it because you want them to get what they need and hurry up and get it over with and leave you alone. So, doing that, just treating sex like a chore in the long term does not benefit you, your partner, or y'all relationship. No. Like, you have to say something because your partner is more than likely, if, like I said, this is barred that the relationship is healthy to people with a healthy emotional IQ, know how mm -hmm. to interact and talk to each other, will know 
will do what they can to help you get beyond whatever is draining you um, emotionally and mentally and spiritually and causing you grief and whatever the case may be, you know, because right now we're in this little space where, um, work for me is nonstop. Mm -hmm. It is draining. It's project after project after project after project coupled with planning a wedding coupled with getting ready for one of the biggest exams in my career that it you know is an eight hour exam that's 80 questions that costs five six hundred dollars to take it and get prepared for it and I have spent a lot of my free time studying and a little bit of me like and this is where you guys will get to hear us have a real discussion on air because we hadn't talked about it but I felt guilty because part of me has been like kind of pushing London off on you and pushing London off on my mother so I could come in here and study or not spending the time that we normally spend us being off on the weekends. But I get up in the morning, come to the room and study eight, nine, ten hours a day. So I felt a little guilty about that. But I feel like in the long run, being able to pass this exam, being able to get my next promotion is very beneficial for us because passing this exam puts me in a position to get a promotion that greatly increases my pay. Right. And that can only benefit our household. And it's just a goal of mine. There's not a there's not a civil uh, there's not a civil engineer you'll ever meet who does not want to take and pass the PE and be a licensed engineer and able to make big decisions on projects and move forward with the training to become a project manager, a team lead, hopefully, you know, the yeah. all the necessary steps. So, like, I've had to, like, reckon with some of that guilt because I don't ever want to be considered one of those moms who feels like my career comes before my family. No, and you know what? You, you say that, and, yeah, you have studied quite a bit, but that's not... That hasn't taken away from anything as far as like, um, like watching London or nothing like that. She come in here and bother you anyway. And <laughs> as as far as like you know other things go, I mean you're still around. Like yeah, it's not like it's not like anybody has to be like, well, you know, uh, Candace ain't here, so this is this is what we have to do, or you know what I mean. Like you're still around and you're still available. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, if you need a couple of hours to study or you need, you know, whatever the case may be, I mean, that's always been fine. Yeah. I mean, and she take naps, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> give her a little yeah, time as, and all. Yeah, so, give, her, I, give her some, um... Little night quill. Little no. gear. <laughs> she be knocked. No, I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, when she, when she start getting, you know... Getting in her ways where she's, you know, acting crazy. Yeah, she take a little nap. Go right in the crib, and uh, she's good for that. So, it, it is, it is uh, funny that you kind of brought that up because I haven't, I haven't even thought about it to mm. be honest. Um, yeah, I, so I don't, I haven't thought about it at all. Yeah, see, but that's why you have to have those conversations because you'll be beating yourself up about something that you don't need to beat yourself up about right 
like there you tell your partner and there's a, a, a level of understanding and compassion for what you might be going through, be it trying to find a new job, be it trying to get moved, be it trying to get the finances back on track, trying to progress to your next level at work or not feeling well, having health problems. Like there's so many things that could really take you out mentally and affect your ability to want to have sex. It's hard to it's hard to do do it's hard to be there and be connected intimately when your partner doesn't know what's going on with you. Right. Because anybody who enjoys sex with their partner don't want nobody they don't want to be having sex with somebody that that's not into it. Nobody right. want to fuck somebody that don't want to be fucked. Rapist, but healthy, normal people don't want to have sex with people that don't want to... With someone that's not enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I imagine, like I said, this article talked a lot about, you know, if a woman is not in the mood to have sex and she's treating it like a chore, but a lot of the things, especially in dumps economy, um, it, it can take a toll on men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, we sitting up here, we watching the news, seeing about how a hundred thousand people about to get laid off and lose a job. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine, you know, being working consistently just to be told, "Oh well, hey, president screwed us over. Now we we getting laid off." You know, those tax cuts didn't help us, right. so we laid off. Like you got to come home, you got to reckon that you got to. Figure out, you know, okay, now I got to go file for unemployment. Yeah, and now I need And now unemployment ain't shit because they only pay you up to a certain amount, Mm -hmm. no matter how much money you was making. And it ain't nowhere near close to how much money you was making. At all. So now you got to go, you got to bite your pride, go get on some unemployment and try to get, go to a temp agency and get a temp job. And, you know, like all of that. Because life don't stop. Bills don't stop. Um, the bill collectors don't care that you really lost your job. Nah, they, they might, be like, they might say, oh, okay, we could defer it for, you know, a certain amount of time. They may be able to do that for you. But other than that, they still want their money. Right. So, it's just like, uh, <laughs> it's a lot that could take you out of the mindset of intimacy. And then if you couple that even still with, you going through all this shit, but but like like Mike said, life still has to move on as usual. Mm-hmm. You still got to figure out how them bills get paid. You still got to come home and cook it clean. You still got to make sure your kids got everything they need. You still got to make sure that your parents are okay. It's still a lot to worry about. It's a lot to reckon with. And a lot that could just make you be like, you know what? I ain't even horny. I'm finna go to bed. Right. Like. I'm about to go to sleep. I I need some sleep. You know, but if you get to the point where you feel like sex is a chore and you, and it's like, okay, you know, like the article says, like, but what can you do though? Like you really want, your partner want to have sex. You want to be available for your partner to, you know, give you some sex, but you're exhausted, busy, don't feel up to it. What are some things you could do to start to combat that? 
And it gave some really good, some really good points. I don't know how realistic some of it is, but it, it said things like find time for yourself, find time to do something that you want to do. Even if it's just, if you want to go to the bookstore without the kids, Right. You want, you want grocery shop alone. Like I said, I don't know. I think I've said this on a previous show. It might have been Ratchet Ramblings or something else. But one of my favorite pastimes is grocery shopping alone. I'm glad you like grocery shopping alone. You can do all the grocery shopping alone. <laughs> I like to go to, because in that time, I usually stop and give me something to eat. Stop at Starbucks and, you know, listen to my music as loud as I want in the car and, you know, take my time in the grocery store without somebody talking about, is that it? We got everything. We done. That's it. You want me to go to the checkout line? That's it. London want to taste everything. She want to sample every damn thing. like <laughs> You know, I like to go by myself. I do. I really do. I sure do. So, find time for some. Mike like to play his video games. Uninterrupted. Or watch anime. Or watch anime. I leave him the fuck alone. When he play 2K, I go find me something else to do around the house. I don't care. It's, what, one, two, three, four, four TVs in here. I can find another TV to go to. Play your 2K. Lose as many games as you want. Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> Hold Too on far? Now. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute now. <laughs> let's... <laughs> PlayStation sticks. What's up? <laughs> now you want to get yeah, on the we, sticks? We could pull the camera up and, and, and record it. What's up? Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things was make time for being affectionate with your partner. Um, intimacy is not always sex. Right. Affection is not always penetration. I mean, it can lead to it. Right. It can. In the grand yeah. scheme of things, that's kind of what you want to happen. But... Um, there's, there's ways to be affectionate. Yeah. Let them know. There's ways to be there and be affectionate for your partner, with your partner that is not always sex. Even if it's just listening to them vent. Even if it's just allowing them to just sleep. You know, sometimes I've had times where like, you know, I've lay in the bed and Mike just uh, rub my rub my back or my shoulders till I fall asleep. Then he go about whatever he was doing before then. There's be, be times where he have a rough day. I make sure it's some beer here when he get home. There's some popcorn here. Give him a hug. Rub his big head. Something. Right. You know. Yeah, and just and sometimes just sitting down together watching a movie on yeah. TV or, you know, I think the other day we ordered a movie that was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, things of that nature where you can just kind of spend time, like quality time with each other, um, can all be considered, you know, types of intimacy. So exactly. yeah, that's that's always good. Where it doesn't have to feel like you're doing a lot. Like you don't have to do a lot to be intimate with each other. Absolutely. And then there's like um, it talks about getting your priorities straight, and so um, it says not to just give your man so we'll say not just give your partner what he or she wants so they don't feel neglected but 
be invested in it. Like you're invested in your career. Mm. Like you invested in, you know, things that you have going on outside of marriage. Like you invest in making sure your child is happy and healthy. Uh, investing in your partner is a thing that you need to do. Nobody wants to be with somebody who doesn't invest in them. Yeah, because you feel unsupported. Yeah, you don't want to support your partner. You want support. You want to feel like somebody cares about what you have going on. Right. And so, a part, like, investing in your partner is also an investment in yourself. Because if you're in a relationship, <laughs> if you're in a relationship, you ma- like, you matter too. And right. you need to, you don't want to be doing something just to do it. That's That's a waste of time. So... Investing in your partner, getting your priorities straight. If it's things going on at home that might be driving some of the issues that you feel are keeping you from wanting to be intimate, get to the bottom of them. Stop playing with yourself. Stop hiding stuff. Stop, well, I ain't going to even say nothing because it ain't going to get fixed. You don't know what can happen in your relationship when you don't open your mouth. Every old person I ever heard said, closed mouth don't get fed. Absolutely. So that that's another thing like that. That resonated with me, not because I'm not doing it, but it makes absolute sense that you have to be as accountable and present in your marriage as you are in other things because the relationship yeah in your relationship because the payoff while it might not always be monetary your gifts um having a healthy and happy home to come to after a long fucking day of adulting feels good not coming home to some bullshit is amazing like it feels great. Like I've n- I I've I've never really had that feeling until Mike and I got together. But not coming home to arguments and not coming home to passive aggressive bullshit and not coming home to to abuse and all that shit feels amazing. And you go you knowing you coming home, somebody could be happy to see you and ask yeah. how your day was. That shit fire. Knowing somebody gonna text you midway through the day, ask how your day going, not to argue with you on some bullshit. Not to, you know, be doing the most. Having your household in order makes a world of difference when you have to really do this adult shit. Right. So, um, the other thing it says is, when it comes to sex, don't just do it for them. I don't feel like that's self-explanatory after you get to a certain point in life. Like, I feel like a lot of women, like, initially when they first start having sex, they don't have agency over their sex lives and their bodies, so they're doing it because they say that's what men want. Men want to fuck, so fuck. Right. Right? Um, I think now, older, I for a long time, even prior to Mike and I getting together and getting married and all this stuff, I was not having sex that I wasn't enjoying. I stop that bullshit. If I'm not, if I'm not having orgasms, if I'm not doing all that stuff, it just I wasn't doing it. And that's just the end of the discussion. I don't think I, I can't speak from a man's perspective, but I feel like a lot of men might not have that issue. I think it's more. 
if we're talking about like younger, like how you said, women don't have real like agencies over their bodies, so they're just having sex for their partner. Yeah. I think it's more that men are having sex because of how it makes them look in society. Versus whether versus, it's really good or bad. Yeah, or versus whether it's really good or bad or whether you're even ready. Like, you don't really know. And I say this for, like, the younger people. Like, you don't know what consequences having sex can, can bring at an early age. See, that's one. Uh, but no, uh, I, I think that's... I, Y'all I think want that's to be bareback bandits. Listen to that. <laughs> no, I think that's that's what more it is for men in general. I think it's more uh, we have sex because of how it makes us look in society, or we want to have sex um, at a younger age with how it makes us look in society because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, you did that, or you know, it's props. It's that type of thing. Um, I don't, yeah, but men don't have that problem where it's like, we just have sex for the woman. I, yeah. At least I, now, I'm not going to say every man, but I'm going to say if it happens, it's not one of those things where it's like a high percentage of it happening. Uh, I'm sure there are some people out there, uh, or some men who out there who, who maybe have experienced that. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I've never experienced that. So, and I don't really know anybody offhand who, who I would would say has experienced that. But right. I know we all have experienced uh, peer pressure um, to have sex with a chick. It's like, oh, yo, are y'all getting serious now? Oh, you like her? You, not, you you ain't hit yet? You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. shit like that when you're younger. Yeah. Um, no, Nobody's talking like that, you know, after you get you know, more mature and things of that nature. Uh, but I think that's the only... I yeah. think I think that's the only thing I could, I could speak to as far as, like, men having sex for... Um, not for themselves. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then lastly, it says learn how to connect to your own pleasure. And knowing what actually creates powerful, connecting, meaningful, pleasurable sex is of the utmost importance. If you're not totally sure, um, you know, what that means. It just means know what you want sexually. Right. Because a lot of times, a lot of women, a lot of men adapt to certain things sexually that they really aren't into what the par- their partner is. Right. Or because it's socially acceptable. Yeah. Like, like everyone's talking about it. Or Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, you have to know what you really like. It, it, it could be down to the T. And, and you know, you have to be with a partner that doesn't mind pleasing you in the way that you need to be pleased. Right. And vice versa. You don't, you have to, they have to be with you and you have to be willing to please them the way that they like to be pleased. But if that's something that's totally across the boundaries... You have to have a real conversation about what y'all are doing. Because if if you don't want to do A, but A is a must for him, and you want him to do B, but B is kind of like, I don't really know about that. Y'all never going to have the sex that y'all could have. Right. If y'all were doing that, do, getting those things you need from people willing to give them to you. And, you know, that you're willing to give. And I think that's something you learn as you get older. Like, you start learning what you like, 
and what you're into. Um, I think a lot of us were just, you know, doing the regular with, like, as far For as, example, like, when you... I'm going to say this. Oral sex. A lot of men and women performed oral, oral sex really badly, probably when they were younger, mm-hmm. because they didn't really do it for themselves. They did it because the person wanted them to do it. Right, or they were doing it because it's like, hey, this is what we're supposed to do during sex, basically. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's a really good example. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a really good example. That's a really good example. It's like, hey, you ain't want no head. Get your ass on the phone. Let's just watch TV. This is game show one. <laughs> so, so all in all I feel like when um, a partner or partners get to the point where sex has become a chore for them it is due in large to them not communicating what's going on with them to their partner they're not saying I don't feel good need to go to the doctor work is fucking me up my parent being sick is taking a toll on me it's really hard with the you know with the with the kids and by the time I'm done with them I'm tired so you know I would love to you know have somebody come in and watch them or see if we can get family to keep the kids for a weekend so that we can really you know get into it but <laughs> If you're not communicating that and your partner is just trying to hump on you or you just try to hump on your partner, but you, one of y'all don't want to, but aren't you not saying why it's going to become a chore and that person going to get tired of asking you going to get tired of asking you and y'all just ain't going to be doing it. And then y'all run into this big disconnect because on top of not having sex, you just aren't talking to mm-hmm. each other. Just not communicating. And that is, a that to me, that just feels like a huge recipe for disaster. So if you're not prepared for that type of disaster, communicate. Talk. Have the hard conversations. And some of them are hard. But let them know, boo-boo. You got to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And see, y'all even got London in here preaching, but with that, <laughs> but with that, before we get out of here, we just want to send a big shout out to CSPN, um, going over to CSPN and check out some of our great sponsors and shop with them. Um, also head on over to the CSPN Patreon and subscribe for exclusive content. And we haven't posted any, but we're about to start posting exclusive content. If you are subscribed, then you knew that the Let's Talk About Sex series was coming. So, you know, you know what's going on. There's exclusive content from some of the other great shows, Ratchet Ramblings, Bad and Boozy, um, Newsy Floozies, um... And just to name a few. So go on over, uh, become a patron, become a patron. It ain't going to break your bank, I promise. Uh, it just helps us to keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, so that we keep hitting your airwaves. And with that, 
We will see y'all back in two weeks where we have uh, some special guests that you are really going to enjoy. I cannot wait for that episode. Yes. And um, give us some more suggestions. Can you know, let us know. Yeah, because we're running out of ideas now. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> This is just, uh, this is part one of the Let's Talk About Sex series. So part two will be coming. So we want your input. You know, what are what are some, some non-surficial things about sex that you would love to hear us discuss? And give our honest input and our and be transparent about. But let us know by going on over to the Twitter, not so newlywed PC. Um, use the hashtag not so newlywed PC when discussing the show. We are available on all platforms, so that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just type in not so newlywed podcast on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. You can listen to us anywhere. Word. Listen to us, please. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode. And we will see y'all in two weeks. All right. Till next time.